I think every single time I went to try to go see someone to get help for what I was going through, I was made to feel like something was weird with me. I was weird or something wasn't right. Or, you know, there was a lot of that sideways look like, you know, mm-hmm. like, like I was, like I was full of it, you know? And, and I, and it was really demoralizing and validating. And, and so I think what, I was able to bring to the table was everything I wished I had had when I went through it. You're listening to the Unstoppable Business Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Lee. So today we have Monica Hershaf joined with us, and she's been named one of the top Los Angeles nutrition and health experts by CBS. She's a best-selling author, motivational speaker, and holistic health practitioner. And after struggling with a chronic mystery illness for 10 years, Monica learned that being born vegan had contributed to her health issues, and she had to incorporate a paleo diet in order to get her health back on track. We're going to talk about this dilemma because she was raised by one of the most famous animal rights activists in the world. Monica, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So what exactly was this? um, What exactly is your story behind, you know, what you do? Well, um, my specialty is helping people with chronic mystery illnesses when they can't get a diagnosis and they struggle with chronic symptoms. And that's how I got into the private practice where I've been working with people in the Los Angeles area and also from there grew into becoming a speaker and helping people with online programs as well in order to educate and inspire people to take their own health back into their own hands. And that's because I myself went through a chronic mystery illness for 10 years where nobody could figure out what was wrong with me. Every doctor I went to told me my labs were normal and it was in my head. And I knew that they were wrong. I knew something was wrong with me and I couldn't understand why nobody else could figure it out. So ultimately that journey led me to finally, after 10 years, getting the answers I needed. And then I vowed to make a commitment to help others be able to avoid all of the pitfalls and obstacles that I went through so that they could get their health back as well. Mm, Okay. I see. And what was like the, what was the biggest challenge for you during that time? Getting um, answers, getting solutions, um, not being able to find out what was wrong with me and not having anybody who could actually um, give me any sort of solution to get my health back and my life back. And because of that, I could not, I was in a holding pattern. I could not move forward with my life. I was stuck on a hamster wheel day to day, never knowing if I was going to experience any relief or ever get my life back. No, that's so crazy. And with your background, um, you told me this uh, before the call, but um, you know, for people who are listening, like who was your father? So my father is actually an animal rights activist who founded the animal rights movement back in the 70s. And so I was born and raised vegan for most of my life. And um, what happened was he was a scientist back in the day. And they assigned him to go assess conditions at a slaughterhouse, which is what we know today as factory farming. And that's where they keep all of the animals that they use for your meat. And 
what he did was he walked in to do his job and was struck by all of the body parts laying around and the whole experience reminded him of his days back in the Holocaust and the way the Jews were being taken off to slaughter. So he realized in that moment he had to do something to make a difference. And this was before I was born. And so um, he, you know, over the years was was connecting with other people that had had their own experiences and they really wanted to start this movement to bring education and awareness to people so that they could stop abuse and consumption of animals. So I grew up in that world and that was really important to me as well. And that's how I was born and raised. But when I got into my thirties and I got sick and nobody could figure it out, it turned out that in my case, my diet and the way that I had been eating for most of my life had contributed to these really severe deficiencies over the years. And so when I went to go do this detox program that all my friends were doing and nobody had any issues with it, I got violently sick because my body wasn't able to handle Mm, that process mm. due to the deficiencies that I had accumulated over the years. And it caused me a lot of chronic illness and immune issues. And nobody seemed to be able to figure it out because the doctors don't test for those kinds of things. They don't have that type of background about nutritional deficiencies and things like that and what that can do to your body over time. And, you know, not a lot of people had been doing a vegan diet back in the day for that long. Most people came to it in adulthood. And that's just how it was in my case. Wow. Yeah. And when did this start shifting to helping other people? Well, after I started getting my health back and I found the technique that I ended up getting trained in, um, I had gotten to a point where I was becoming more functional. So, and I had sworn that if I ever got my health back on track, I was going to do whatever it takes to help other people avoid what I was going through. Mm. So I mm -hmm. went and got the training and certification and then I just started seeing people right away. Um, you know, in the beginning I was experimenting on friends or anyone that would let me and, <laughs> and then, you know, <laughs> once I had the technique down and I had the training and the certification, and I started working on people and the word got out and it blew up. And it was, it was so gratifying to be able to work with these people who had very similar stories, only their own individual situation where they had these crazy symptoms and nobody could figure out what was wrong with them. And it's not because, you know, it's not always the same thing. Like in my case, it was connected to my vegan diet and that background, but other people have different reasons for their chronic illness. And the key is, each person's body is unique and individual. And even if two people have the same symptoms, they'll have different underlying issues that relate to those symptoms. And that's what the key is, is figuring out the specificity of what each individual body needs. And that's what makes it unique and special is customizing it for each body. Mm, amazing, amazing. And you said initially when you just started, right, it just blew up out of nowhere. Was there any yeah. challenges that you faced along the way or was it just smooth riding? No, it was actually, <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you, it was really like easy. easy. <laughs> I think sometimes yeah. when you're in the flow and you're doing the thing that you're supposed to be doing, it falls into place. And I did have some, like, I think back and I go, okay, I had to get accounts, professional accounts with these supplement companies in order to carry these supplements that I needed to provide these services to people. and. In the beginning, I couldn't get accounts with the supplement companies 
because I didn't have the, like the cred, you know, I didn't have like what they needed. I didn't meet their requirements. Even though I had the skills, I didn't have the initials they wanted me to have after my name. Right. So mm -hmm. I just didn't let it stop me. I ended up, I remember one of them in particular who shall remain, remain nameless. I went and uh, they had seminars, you know, and talks and I would just go and I would stand up and speak. I would like raise my hand and stand up and talk. And, you know, at the end of it, then the guy who was in charge of, uh, you know, approving accounts, it was like, oh, do you have an account with us? We have to get you signed up. And I was like, no, I couldn't get approved. And, and he said, oh, let me take care of that right now. And so sometimes you just have to like stick your nose in there and show them uh -huh. who you are. And then, mm. you know, then it does work. So you just can't, <laughs> you can't take no for an answer. You know what I mean? I just, I just was like, I'm just going to keep showing up until they say yes. I see. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> and so, um, was there anything that sort of helped you along the way? Was it just you solo or did you have like mentors? Did you have like a community? No. Did you have programs? No, nope. nothing. No, it was all me. Yeah. I mean, mm. I think in my case, and I think I sort of unwittingly and unconsciously recognized that I had a unique story that made me one of them. And when I was sick, I think the biggest obstacle was that I never came across anybody who, who made me feel like this was normal. I think every single time I went to try to go see someone to get help for what I was going through, I was made to feel like something was weird with me. I was weird or something wasn't right. Or, you know, there was a lot of that sideways look like, you know, mm -hmm. like, like I was, like I was full of it, you know? And, and I, and it was really demoralizing and validating. And, and so I think what, I was able to bring to the table was everything I wished I had had when I went through it. So I think when you take your own experiences and you then think about how you wished it had been for you and provide that for those you serve, that's what makes the difference. Because in my case, I was able, when people come in and see me, I'm able to talk to them about what I went through in relation to what they're experiencing and it takes the stigma and the weirdness away for them and makes them feel safe. And then I also feel confident. I won't work with people that I don't feel like I'm a good fit for. I turn people down all the time. I don't just take anybody who comes in. I want to work with people who I know that it's going to be a good fit and and to be perfectly blunt that I know are going to take responsibility for their end of it. Because whenever you work with people, no matter what you're doing for a living, it's a two terminal universe. So it's like, I can provide the program, but if they're not going to take responsibility and apply the program the way I tell them to and do the homework, then they're throwing money away. And if I perceive that that's going to be an issue or that they're going to self-sabotage in some way, then I won't move forward with them. Yeah, it makes sense. Sort of like a cutthroat sort of system. Mm -hmm. No, okay. I wouldn't call it cutthroat, but I would call it more so um, responsible. I think it's about mm. taking responsibility mm -hmm. and recognizing, um, you know, if somebody, for example, if somebody comes in and I'm very upfront, I'm like, this is what I provide. This is how it works. There's no negotiating. And if you're not up for that, it's totally okay. It's not the right fit for everybody. 
you know, but it's not going to work if you don't do it this way. And then if somebody says, well, I'll do it, but I still want to drink alcohol every day, then I'm going to say, it's <laughs> not a good yep. fit, <laughs> you know? Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like having boundaries. It's having boundaries in place. And it's mm -hmm. like anybody, whether you do marketing, whether you do social media, if you know that something works in a certain way and somebody tries to get you to do it in a way that they think would be better or that they want you to do it, you have to say, I'm so sorry. Maybe this isn't the right fit. This is how I do it because I know this works and I'm just not willing to compromise on that. And I think that's what made me special and why I have such stellar reviews because I just don't compromise. I just, you know, I know what works. I know what doesn't work. And I say, yeah, I totally get it. But if this isn't the right fit for you, then that's, that's not going to be the right program. Then you need to work with somebody that is going to be the right fit. And that's why up front, I, I'm very honest with people. And I, and I tell them, look, if this is how it's going to go. And if that makes you feel uncertain or you don't want to do that, then it's, I'm just not your person. Mm, I see. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people are afraid of doing that. You know, they're, they want clients and they, they kind of open themselves up all the way and they're like willing to bend themselves to their client's will. And it seems like you're on the op opposite end of that, you know, like you're making yeah. sure that they take responsibility first, right? Mm. Yeah. And I think people want boundaries. I think they want to be told what works and what doesn't work, you know? Um, and the bottom line is, is it's not fun for me to try to accommodate somebody that I know it's not going to work. You know, if somebody says, oh, I want to do your program, but I don't want to take all those supplements. I can't, <laughs> I can't help you if you're not going right. to take all those supplements. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and it's so like pulling I've teeth. I've had people say that. Yeah, I've had people say that. And I'm like, look, if you don't think it's realistic for you to do this the right way and, and take the supplements as prescribed, I don't want to waste your time and money. Like, I, that's how I present it. I always say, look. I don't want you to pay me. I don't want you to put time into this if you're not going to do it the right way because then you're going to be wasting money. You're going to be unhappy. You're not going to get the results you want. And then I'm going to feel badly. Mm, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So Monica, your timeline so far that you've shared with us, you know, you started, started your new diet. You started helping people. You started your own programs and it blew up. Did you have goals after that? Yes. Um, well, mm -hmm. I was very interested in, um, you know, speaking and in getting at more education and motivation out to the masses because, you know, why I'm kind of pulling away from working with patients because you can only help one person at a time. And the only way that I can right. make a difference with people on a larger scale is by educating people on a larger scale and getting them motivated and getting them into action and getting them to make choices from an informed place. So that's why I've been getting more into the speaking. That's why I wrote my book. And, um, you know, that's why I want to do more media and TV. And, uh, you know, eventually I'd like to run for office so I can actually get involved in changing some of the outdated laws in regards to our nutrition and the way that we are uh, irresponsibly overprescribing mm -hmm. antibiotics mm -hmm. and antidepressants and narcotics in a way that is completely devoid of responsibility for the effect it's creating on all of these people. Mm. Yeah, I see. So where does this drive come from, Monica? Is it because of that like near-death experience that you had? Well, it wasn't a near-death experience, but 
it was a chronic illness that prevented me from living a normal daily life. And mm. um, okay. it was definitely a motivation because I lost 10 years of my life that I can't get back. And I see, I mean, I've seen thousands of people over the last 10 years who have lost the quality of their life and it's affected their ability to be the person they want to be. In fact, one of my patients recently said to me when she just started with me recently and she said, you know, and she was tears in her eyes and she said, I just want to be the person I'm supposed to be and my body won't let me. And that is totally avoidable, totally fixable. And we're being led to believe it's not. And so if Mm -hmm. we don't do something to change the way things are set up now, then this situation is going to grow and more and more people are going to have issue because we're moving in the wrong direction as a, as a culture and as a people. And that's what motivated me. Mm, I see. So what are, what are the things that you're kind of doing today to sort of go towards those uh, goals? Uh, well, I'm speaking and, uh, I wrote my book and, um, I'm involved in the activism with the antidepressants and the anti-vaccination community. And I produce events and I have written a treatment for a TV show that, um, I'm in talks with people about. So lots of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Gotcha. And for yeah. someone who like, is sort of wanting to follow your path, right? Um, they're following your journey mm-hmm. and they want to sort of help in the way that you're helping. Um, what would you say to them? Well, I think everything comes from whatever your own personal story is. So I think that the people that are going to make the biggest difference have their own compelling story. And that's what helps motivate others. And, you know, um, I was mentioning anti-vax earlier and um, there's been a mandate passed in California recently about that. And the women who have had children die or receive permanent brain damage from the vaccinations make the most compelling activists. You know, my father was a Holocaust survivor. So the reason he made such a difference with the work he does is because of his experience in the Holocaust and watching how his family was carted off in cattle cars and slaughtered. And, you know, when you hear compelling stories from someone that emotionally pull on you and shift you and change you to your very core, that is what is how we make a difference in whatever field you end up choosing. So whether it's marketing because you're passionate about helping people make a difference or whether it's health or whether it's any field, you know, it has to come from a place of your personal experience. And it's about pain. It's pain is what triggers and motivates everyone into action. So, you know, my pain I've already described for you, but I think if you're going to go in any field in your life, if you didn't have a reason that motivated you to get into that, then it's not the right field for you. You've got to find out what it is that motivates you from what helped you overcome your pain so you can help others overcome their pain. That is the best motivating factor out there. And that's what's going to keep you passionate and motivated. And that's what's going to help others to do the same. If you could summarize, right? If you could, um, everything that you've talked about, your story, right? Uh, Your journey, 
uh, and you were to give advice in one to two words, what would those words be? Be authentic, be purpose-driven, and come from a place of wanting to serve and help others. Because I've, I feel like when we get caught up in what we want, we lose sight of the whole reason why we're doing this. And without that, you've got nothing. Didn't have time to take notes? Well, get your free cheat sheet for this episode at unstoppablebusiness.com forward slash podcast.